I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. (laughs) 
Live from a dilapidated storage unit on the outskirts of Montgomery, Alabama, it's FFS with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. We're here. We did it. We made it another week. My God, we're still alive. How unfortunate. Ah, It's great to be back, guys. Listen, a lot has transpired since the last time I saw you, which was never. I don't see you. I look into a camera, but I spoke at you. That was fun getting a lot of fun feedback about the first episode. Really loving it. By the way, gentle reminder, send clips to ffswithjms at gmail.com or quips or questions or anything. Send it to that email address. If for some reason you have a different email address that you think is mine, please God, stop sending things there. That's all. Uh, That's the whole episode. Goodbye. Listen, this weekend, this past weekend, I traveled for the first time by airplane with Nate my boyfriend, my partner. Big step, airplane travel. You learn a lot about a person when you travel with them by plane or you learn that you don't have much more to learn about that person. I guess it varies from situation to situation, but I think a lot of us are our most stressed when we travel. I'd like to say myself included, but I seem to be more stressed when there's absolutely no stakes and no reason to be stressed than I am during times when I should be. No, that's not true. I'm just stressed all the time. Who am I kidding? But it went well. I don't know. I think there's a lot of differences in how people travel. There's the people who like to get to the airport extremely early and there's the people who really like to time it so they walk in and walk up to the gate. And to those people, I say, may you be alone forever and rotten hell, I never want to travel with you. That's a nightmare. Luckily, I feel like neither of us were on the extreme end of that. I definitely lean toward go super early. If airport timing is a spectrum, we'll say, it's not, you know, no one's super, super early and no one's super last minute. I definitely lean more to let's get there early. But also that's been validated in, listen, in my years of travel, I've learned a lot. And more importantly, I relatively recently within the last two years acquired a credit card that gets me into airport lounges. And let me tell you, if you are a frequent traveler and you are not taking advantage of an airport lounge, you're fucking up. I'm a big Delta lady. I do other airlines sometimes, but I just made my way to medallion status, not to brag. And the Delta Lounge is a new Delta Lounge inside of LAX. They have the old one. There's a new one. This is probably so boring for people who don't travel. But I really brought Nate into the Delta Lounge as if I owned the lounge and I had somehow worked hard enough to create the lounge myself and showed it off like it's the greatest achievement of my life. And is it? Maybe. Maybe the greatest thing I've ever done is be allowed to access a Delta lounge. He was not that impressed because he's been inside a lounge before, I guess. But it felt like he was a little impressed, but wanted to pretend he wasn't impressed because he's like, I travel all the time. I fucking, I get it. Did he get embarrassed when I tried to show him how to log log in, clock in, enter? You have to like scan your card. He wasn't embarrassed that I showed him. It's because I looked at the lady running the check-in and I was like, he's a first timer. And he was so mortified. But like he was a first timer in the Delta Lounge. So he's like, yeah, I've been to the American Lounge. It's not the same. It's incredible. There's a whole like selection of tasty hot foods. There are showers in there, which I guess is like, I don't know if you're flying between... That feels more like a long layover stop, in my opinion. But I guess if you're a frequent traveler, you get somewhere and you have to be at your meeting, your event, and there's not really an in-between time to shower, which actually, now that I'm saying that, I'm realizing is me a lot of the times with my first show of the week when I'm on the road. I just throw my shit down at the at the hotel, especially if it's on the East Coast because of timing, and then have to run. Yeah, damn. I don't know, though. Showering in the Delta Lounge. That's a. I just. You ever like just go in a regular airport bathroom where someone brushing their teeth and like that's probably really normal. But I like I see that and I go just stink, just stink until you get home. What are you fucking brushing your teeth in the this bad? There's people farting everywhere and you're worried about your teeth. Like who's picking you up? The fucking Prince of Prince Princeville. I don't know where I was going with that, but. I go back and forth between like, I don't go back and forth. I look like shit whenever I travel, but then you see someone in like that matches their luggage and you're like, oh, they planned their travel outfit. Apparently, uh, according to Nate in the men's room, there's always someone shaving in the airport, which is like, uh, how fast does your hair grow? Why don't you just shave before you get on the plane, you fucking idiot? I will say though, if times were ever tough, like things really hit 
rock bottom, I'm going to live in my car and frequent the Delta Lounge. That will be my plan. Fuck this. Like I had a gym membership. No, I'm just going to be a vagabond that travels and start a travel blog where people go like, God, she like does such luxurious things. And it's because I'm just living in Delta lounges. Nate and I went to a wedding for someone in his family. I met some of his family members. They're all wonderful people. It was super fun. It was in this tiny town in Colorado, which I've never been to a winter wedding. From a picture standpoint, I understand. Very beautiful. From a human existing in the world and having the opinion that cold weather is terrible, which is not everyone's opinion, I thought it was an interesting choice. Gorgeous bride, gorgeous dress. You never know what you're going to get meeting your significant other's family members. And my bar is always like, I don't want to say the bar is low. I want to say I'm pretty open-minded because I'm aware they might have to meet my family members someday and it can't be any more horrifying than someone meeting my immediate family. But I, uh, I don't know. I think I worry unnecessarily. Maybe in those situations, I interact with people for a big part of my living. So if it's easy to meet people, I feel, I don't, I don't know. I guess it's just like nice when you meet the people who are important to the person you're dating and feel like you vibe with them immediately which I did. I felt it was easy to talk to. I didn't feel uncomfortable. How do you ever, do you ever get rid of that fear that like, has that been implanted by movies where it's like this nightmare mother or like character that's going to be like my whatever. Does anyone else have that? I guess I just think because especially because I'm a comedian and I openly have stuff on the internet now, which is a whole different level that's like dirty or whatever that people are going to meet me and have either been told that or they've watched some of that and have an assumption about the kind of person I am, which they may, but like in a way that can't be overcome by my actual existence as a human in front of them where they just see me through the lens of a clip they saw about me talking about, I don't know, my pussy. But I'm finding more and more that's a mostly irrational fear or everyone I meet is just pretending to be like, you're not so bad. And then I leave and they're like, nah, the clip's too much. All this to say, I hate everything that I've already said to you. And by the way, I don't know how many episodes I'm going to get 10 minutes in and go, I fucking hate this, but I guess that's being alive. I forgot, as someone who grew up going to Catholic church half-assedly, it was like Christmas, Easter, and then in stints where my mom was like manically trying to keep up an image that uh, it's, I don't know what you're trying to keep up, but we're pretending we're a happy good Catholic family. Like, who is this for, by the way? Also, the imagery, uh, being a family, like, no, we need to show up to church so that the people in the community believe everything's okay. It's like, I'm sorry, you're worried about the people in the community and you go to church? Only one thing can be true there that makes logical sense, and that's that you don't believe in God at all, but you want to keep up the image of someone who does. Because if you're a disaster and you're family is falling apart and you're regularly just going off the rails with whatever your vice and like bad habits are, but you're like, the community will think poorly of me. They can tell. Yeah. What about God? What about the guy who sees everything? You think he's like, well, at least this person who neglects their children and drinks like a fish showed up to the celebration of me this week. Never mind that their kids are doing heroin on a staircase three miles from their home. At least they came and sang the hymns. It's never made sense to me. But I forgot how ritualistic it was. And this was a Catholic wedding, which I'll say, as much as I forgot the ritualism, as soon as I found out it was at a Catholic church, I was like, oh God, it's going to be so long because they are. And it's because they got to talk about God so much in the Catholic church. We got a Catholic official running your wedding. He's like, yeah, this is with church weddings. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're happy for you guys, but we're here for God. And look, will I ever get married? Who knows? Life's crazy and there's so much time. There's still so, so much time. If I'm spending, because let's be clear, I don't have a family savings account that's just waiting for me to get hitched. Also, if I if I find out my mom's sitting on like 50 grand that she's like, I squirreled this aside for your eventual wedding, I'm going to lose my mind. I'll be like, why wouldn't you just pay for my fucking college? But that's not going to happen. I'm getting mad at a made up scenario. I'm paying for my wedding. If I'm spending tens of thousands of dollars, which I assume I'm spending, and that's not even leaning into like what could be the most, like if I just like vision board, 
no holds barred let yourself loose on like what would be your dream wedding which I don't even fucking know what that looks like I'm not one of those women who has a Pinterest board of everything planned out I haven't actively thought about my wedding other than how can I make sure that all the bridesmaids dresses are hideous enough that I really stand out as the beautiful one among my friends and how many how do I make the cuts how do you cut you can't have that many bridesmaids you know but like whatever if I'm spending tens of thousands of dollars and then you're gonna be like what this really is about is Jesus absolutely not this is my wedding this is about me this is about me and my love and the person I'm here with it's about them too this is about us cool love who you love God be with whatever peace be with you whatever the fuck this and I've been to multiple weddings not just Catholic but they're like all different Christians where they're like I went to a wedding once where the priest or preacher pastor I don't know what the fuck kind of Christianity it was or what they called him but he's like it's all of our responsibility everyone here at this wedding in this church we have to work together to make sure that this couple stays together and stays on the path to Jesus. And it's like, dude, I can't even get my laundry done. You want me to worry about this couple's marriage and them staying on a path to Jesus? I just feel like, first of all, marriage is, I don't want to say outdated, but like really the ceremonial aspect of it, like traditional weddings, it's like this passing of a woman as if she's a piece of property, which first of all, fuck you. Absolutely not. Who's walking me down? Who's giving me away? Me. I'm giving me away. This whole like, here, take her. She's yours. Like a woman's just this fucking like, thank God there's a new man who's going to live longer to take care of my needs is wild. But at the end of the day, you're binding yourself to another human, probably legally for tax breaks. Good move. I've heard some people say it's actually worse. Shouldn't it be just like about the love that you have for each other? Like, do we need to bring in? Also, I hadn't been to a Catholic church since, not church, wedding, since my mom got remarried, where I spent the whole wedding hoping they were going to do the thing, which I'm now realizing I don't think they ever do. Who wrote this into a movie? If anyone here has any qualms about this marriage, has anything to say about this couple, speak now or forever hold your peace. Not once have I ever heard anyone say that because who in their right mind first of all would be like I have a few thoughts second of all no fuck you we're getting married it's done but like that's how I spent my mom's whole wedding was like when they say that it's time for a filibuster when she was married my stepdad I was like I just got to make it to the part where they go if anyone has anything to say and then we're golden I mean, I don't know what I thought would happen, by the way. I would dishevel their marriage, which is they're still married, so probably not. And then what? My mom would be so distraught by the end of her second potential marriage that she would build a time machine and go back and everything would be okay, and none of it would have happened. No. The deacon was like, well, they go back and they do their, I, I don't know if it's in the vows or something. I, I don't think the Catholics even let you do your own vows. Like, no, you're going to say what we tell you to say. But then he like makes you swear that you're going to have children and raise them in the Catholic church, which it's like, that's a lot of fucking pressure, man. We're still getting to the I do. Could we not jump ahead? All that to say, let's fucking cut to the chase on weddings. We're here for the reception. We're here for the crab cakes. Everyone's here to get a little tiny meatball, have a few drinks, blackout on a dance floor. I think every wedding should have a live band instead of a DJ. And I think, frankly, there needs to be someone auditing these playlists. We're leaving these up to a singular choice, and that's just never going to mingle well with a mixed group of people. And I think that maybe is something that wedding planners should take into account, that maybe that should be a separate position of a playlist curator or a double checker or like how we get some demographics on a wedding and go like, well, typically I'm, I'm seeing that you have people of this age, but it's like, stop. Look, yeah. Have a couple of songs for grandma and then sit grandma down and turn on the trap rap. We came here to party. I don't need Frank Sinatra all night. I don't need to do the Virginia shuffle at 11 a.m. p.m. a.m. I stayed up all night. I did drugs. This is a wedding. Also, I say that as someone who desperately needs that if I ever have a wedding, a party. I can't make my own playlist. No one wants to go. I want to, yeah, you want to come to my New Year's Eve party and then I'm just crying to a song about dead dogs by Chris Stapleton? Like, nobody needs that. Also, we had a methed out chauffeur. It was the wildest thing. We used, uh, We got a car service to pick us up and the main, so we land. Nate calls. This is the whole story. I spent so much time droning on and surely everyone is tuned out by now. Why am I doing this? So we got a car service. We have a number of a guy to call when we land and he'll pick us up. We call. 
and the guy's like, hey, go to this exit. I couldn't make it because of a situation, but don't worry, I sent someone else. And as a joke, I said, oh no, what if he sent his drugged out cousin Ed or something who's just going to show up in a Geo Metro, cracked out of his mind and be like, get in, we're going to the top of the mountain. And sure enough, as we're waiting by the curb, a Chevy Equinox, is that what it was? By the way, wild that there's a gym called Equinox that is one of the nicest gyms in the country. And then there's a car called a Chevy Equinox, which is a fine car. It's a mid-level CUV. You're a mom in a middle income, lower end of an upper income. You got to run around soccer practice. Cool. Great. You're a car service. Maybe fine. It's a great economy choice. I'm not a car snob. I drive a Honda. The problem is this Chevy Equinox starts to pull up. And look, I don't know an Equinox from a fucking Tahoe. All right. Like I'm like looking for some type of SUV. And there's a man with his jaw swinging like a pendulum in the front of this Equinox. And I literally leaned over to Nate and was like, well, this cannot possibly be our driver. And then he starts pointing because Nate had been like, "Uh, I'm in a green. Nate, by the way, goes, I'm in a green puffy coat and my girlfriend, she's blonde. You can't miss her. What the fuck does that mean? Is my my hair standing? What do you mean you can't miss me? Like I'm the only blonde on the planet. My hair is not electric blonde. I was like, what do I, am I on fire? Why can I not be? You can't miss her. And now he's typing on the screen behind the thing. It's because you're so beautiful. Yeah, right. I'm sure that's what it was. She'll look like someone who's probably related to you if you're currently on meth, whoever you are dry this guy it like literally i was like oh my joke has come to life there was crumbs all over his dashboard it was covered in like fast food trash there's an old dog in the front which i don't have a problem with a dog i wish every driver had a dog but it's kind of like you didn't mention you had a dog frankly i feel bad for the dog this man was out of his mind he starts wildly pointing from the car at nate oh it's you and then he stops the car gets out he's like nate and he's like yeah And he's like, oh, I hope you don't mind dogs in the car. And it's like, well, it's a little late if we did, but that was fine. We get in. It's just a disaster. And this guy immediately starts just rambling at like a methed out level. Yeah, sorry. I I thought I was in the wrong place, but I was in the right place. But I looked at the number and it was the wrong number. And I'm not usually on this side of town, but uh, so-and-so called me because he said he wasn't available. It's just like nonstop, nonstop. He even said like, and I'll say one more thing and then I'll stop quick talking your ear off. Never did he quit talking. We're driving and he's like, yeah, well, you know, sometimes I'm up here. I work for this guy who, who, owned the company or whatever. He's like, I, I drive around people who are on workman's comp. I used to work for Uber, blah, blah, blah. and we're like, wait, why don't you work for Uber anymore? And then he's like, oh, well, you know, a couple months ago, I, I was down somewhere by Red Rocks and I did an illegal U-turn. I got pulled over and then I got a ticket and I was fully on board. As someone who drove for Uber and Lyft, I was like, oh, okay, that's probably where the story ends. And he's like, yeah. And then, you know, two months later, I got in an accident where he like tried to exit. He explained that he was trying to exit the highway. By the way, the whole time he's doing this, he keeps explaining things. He keeps drifting in and out of lanes and just jerking the wheel. Scariest thing I've ever seen. And for anyone who has not ridden in a car with me, you should know. I am, without question, one of the worst passengers in a car when it comes to being a nervous passenger. I don't like it. I don't like that I'm like that. I don't know if I was trampled in a horse and carriage accident in a past life or died in a Model A. I'm afraid of everything in cars. And people who drive me as a passenger hate it. I'm not like that as a driver. I'm a fine driver. I don't like it as a passenger. And by the way, never helps when someone's like, you can't stop. You got to stop doing that. That makes it worse. And so it's like this endless cycle of like, I'm, I'm never going to be a good passenger. So I'm trying to like look down and be like, Haha, yeah, cool story. He said he fully hit a guard. He tried to exit and the, there was a guardrail there. He's like, I was taking my time instead of crossing all the lanes. And then, and you hit a wall and he spun out. It was so bad. Like, we're in a car with you and you're just, your instinct is let me tell you all of the things I've done wrong while driving people. And not only that, he's like, yeah, it was, uh, I was up in an area. It happened up in this mountain area. It's actually right where I'm taking you. And it was at that moment, Nate and I synced up our brains and we're like, we got to find a way to get out of here early. So we faked that we were meeting people for dinner and got dropped off in the middle of Denver. And I was like, we'll figure it out later. Look, your body, your choice. You want to do math, do math. Get a job where people's life isn't in your hands. It's also astounding that like that's a big thing. Truck drivers do is meth. You're operating a huge vehicle. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, We did make it in one piece. That's actually the worst Uber driver story I've ever had. I take enough cars, you'd think I'd have a lot, but I don't. Do you? You could send yours to FFS with JMS at gmail.com. Listen, 
We're going to take a break and then we'll come back and watch some videos. And that's all. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And we're back. And it's everyone's favorite part of the episode. Something where there's structure and I stop going off on tangents that confuse people. Before we go into our fun videos or terrible videos or horrible videos, send videos to ffswithjms at gmail.com. This you may have noticed in the first half for those of you watching on YouTube. For those of you only listening, thank you for your listenership. Please leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. But know that you can also go watch on YouTube and see my dear friend, mascot of FFS Moki. Moki, say hello to the people. She has nothing to say to you. Moki is my dog. She's a rescue from China. I got her in 2019 of October. No further questions about whether or not she may have brought COVID over and been responsible for a world pandemic. She's the best. She's my best friend. She loves bones and she hates travel, which is something we don't have in common. So she'll be joining us as much as she wants on the couch. And you can see her beautiful face all over my Instagram stories at JMS Comedy. And first up, a remix of a video from the recent Miss Universe competition. We're going to watch it and then we're going to talk about it. So it's uh, basically just the Miss Universe contestants um, introducing themselves, which by the way, I didn't know. Whatever. We'll get it. Here's a clip. If you haven't picked up on this by now, there's a theme to this remixed video. And the theme is, what the fuck is Miss France saying? This is horrifying. First of all, I didn't know. I guess I've never watched Miss Universe. I thought I had. I don't remember ever watching anything. Where, like, I don't remember in Miss America, people coming out and being like, North Dakota! Like, it's like, why are we shouting where we're from? We can read. This has to be so fucking mortifying. This is the pinnacle of everything that this woman has worked for. All of these women on this stage have spent years learning pageantry. There's so much, like, political ass kissing to it from what I've heard. I'm not a pageant person, but I've heard it's a lot of fucking sucking up to the right people and impressing the judges. And it's sort of this whole community, not to mention the fact that you have to A, just be a certain level of hot, which that's not hard. I don't feel bad for you to like, oh, you were born hot? Oh God, what a fucking terrible thing. But you know that these fucking women are starving themselves and look in the mirror every day and they're like something that like that level of hot and trying to achieve that level of hot, which I can, I truly cannot even imagine attempting. What a fucking nightmare. I mean, what a gift to be extremely hot, but also to live a life where something out of place completely wrecks you in a world where things are constantly out of place. I like to take the approach of assume everything's out of place. And if something's in place, it's a win. She sounds like a goose. This is all this woman will be remembered for. That's fucked up. I want to go back really quick. Because the focus of this video and what has been going viral is obviously Miss France squawking like an abused goat. Nobody's talking about the fact that Miss Denmark seems like she is here against her will. If I, I was going to say, if I knew nothing of Danish culture, which... I do know nothing of Danish culture. Her demeanor would lead me to believe that Denmark has been forced into this competition against their will for some sort of global funding, for some sort of country something. She has the expression of someone who's like, I cannot believe we still do this as women. This is beneath me. Fuck all of you. I want to go home to Denmark. I mean, she's the only one with sleeves. That seems like a fucking statement. It truly seems like they found Miss Denmark in a hot topic and they're like, hey, you're good looking and from Denmark. We don't have anyone from your country. Would you come or we're going to kill your family? She seems so upset. But also, I guess that's not the point of this video. There's a lot of, I don't want to say they're leaning into their accents because they're not. They just have accents. But in my mind, as someone who likes to try to do voices and when I try to do another language, try to pick up on that accent because that's just what I do. I don't know. The France thing, it's like... 
maybe at this point just change change it to France. Maybe it's not France anymore. Maybe we drop the sophistication. That would have just been worse. She literally like I don't even hear the R. It's just her. she spent time constructing a speech. I don't know if they have a talent. God, I hope she had a talent. I hope it wasn't talking. It clearly wasn't. I hope it wasn't singing. It just blew out her fucking vocal cords. The good news is no one really cares what any of those women have to say. We're not here to hear you. Just sit there and look pretty. Just what a nightmare. To compete in something that is like showing of your elegance and beauty. To even get to Miss Universe, what an honor. And then to have your achievement reduced to you honking in a microphone the moment you introduce yourself on behalf of your entire nation. (sighs) Anyways, I want to announce my formal campaign to represent the United States of America in Miss Universe next year. Please support me by going to my website and purchasing merch to help me pay for my new face and body and outfit and personality. Okay, up next, this is fucking disgusting. I don't even want to look at this picture. Let me just say this about the clips that you're going to see on this show. Nate very graciously does a lot of work looking for fun clips, funny shit, funny photos. And I hate a lot of them. I hate them in my soul. I hate this. There's a formerly, formerly locked room in our Airbnb. This is a tweet that contains two guns, an erotic painting, and a typewriter whose keys are entirely made out of teeth. Enter photo of a typewriter with teeth instead of keys and a follow-up saying, we're going to die here, aren't we? First of all, this tweet was in 2019. Has anyone heard from this woman? Her name is blurred out. Second of all, and I think more important, the lesson here is don't go in the fucking locked room. It's locked for a reason. Fuck you. I have an Airbnb. I'm letting strangers stay in my house. I'm going to purposely lock things in a room that are going to scare the shit out of you. So you stop going through my shit. Yeah. I don't know. Go to a fucking hotel. Sorry. People have haunted shit in their houses. Was I supposed to take the side of the poor Airbnb? You're in a stranger's home. Now, I don't have things to the level of a typewriter. I mean, that's fucking sick. That's like saw level shit. Also, it's kind of funny if they just made that to test people if they're unlocking it. This is such a bizarre item to have that it seems like a prank where you're finding out if people will go into locked places. Who's in the wrong here? I don't know. You're allowed to own guns. You're allowed to lock rooms. I I do want to know where those teeth came from. Where do you get so many fucking teeth? What if you like went to use the typewriter and it was just little teeth emojis every time you hit it? You're like, well, how do you know what letter is what? And it's not. It's just wingdings, but with teeth. Um, look, if you haven't learned this by now as an Airbnb user, you're almost always going to be disappointed. One time, I got what I thought was a quaint Airbnb in Paris. I like looked cute in the pictures. There was a view. And I was like, oh, this will be like a cute little studio. It was a toilet with a bed in it. I'm not exaggerating. It was a closet with a toilet and a bed. I was like, these were quarters where they kept people during the revolution or something. What the fuck is this? Uh, You know, but at least it was in a dangerous area of the city. (sighs) Airbnb. You don't have enough money to travel. You shouldn't be here. Okay, the next clip that we're going to watch. Uh, it, I mean, you don't really see as much. It's more the buildup of what you think you're going to see, which maybe is the point of clips, and that's why I hate clips. These are two parasailers. Man, man. Yeah. So... <laughs> if you saw there on the screen, it points to... A horde? I don't know what you what do you call a group of jellyfish? That's not a a flock, a murder, a burn. It should be called a sting of jellyfish that whoever is driving them is like landing them in. Here's the thing, you don't see the end, which is probably for the best. Like, was this a prank where they're like, we're gonna pretend to land you there and scare you and lift you up? Which Fuck you. If you're the fucking parasail guy, you're like, yeah, let's go to the uh, the, the shark-infested waters. Pretend we're going to land them. Let's go to the fucking jellyfish. But all you do see at the end is the guy to the left of the man holding the camera's nuts sort of like skim. And if he's going nut first, like into a pile, a pile of jellyfish, that's there's not enough piss in the world. That's good. I mean, I've never been stung by a jellyfish. I imagine it. Have you been stung by a jellyfish? Nate's never been stung either. I hear it hurts. I can only imagine. It's so much worse. Oh, they don't show. Yeah, that's all you see. So 
are they dead? I once heard a story from my stepmom about some girl who, and this was my stepmom's reasoning for, she never swims in water where she can't see the bottom, which is like, yeah, just say you don't want to go in the lake, bitch. I don't need a fucking horror story about why you can just not want to swim. I don't need the backstory. She said she grew up with someone who went swimming in a lake and they came up out of the water uh, and unknowingly came up underneath a Portuguese man of war. And I don't know if you're familiar with the jellyfish community. Um, I, I said man of war. It's a man of war. <laughs> but I think when I heard that as a kid and I've still held that in my heart, it seemed like the war part was important. They're blind. That's the whole story. They came up under a Portuguese man of war and they are blind for the rest of their life. Which it's like, yeah, just tell me not to get in the water. I I don't know. But also parasailing in general, like what are we fucking... What is this gene? What what gene is it that makes people like, hey, let me do things that are fucking stupid. You're still like... You sure your instincts as a human in your biology should be to survive at all costs. That's like a normal human instinct. What we're we're getting dragged in the air behind planes? What I mean behind planes? (laughs) Well, behind boats. Fuck! I hope you get your balls stung off. You're an idiot. (sighs) All right, and um, we'll close with a light, happy video that I relate to deeply. I don't care anymore. Quit hitting me. I've lost my mind. Quit hitting me. Give a fuck. Give a fuck. Cool, you don't need to give a fuck. That's cool. I got video proof of you doing this. You're crazy, bro. You're crazy. Let me leave. You have me blocked in. Let me leave. You're kidnapping me. Let me leave. Leave me alone. I want to say a few things about this video. First of all, is it fake? Show us where she actually keyed the car. Maybe it's not. Is this a woman in distress? Obviously, I think I'll say I, I'll, I'll say the thing I think it's, excuse me. I will say the thing that I think is on most of our mind, which is what the fuck did this guy do? That this woman is so insane. She's keying his car in front of him. Also, amateur move. You block him in and then you key his car. Fuck you. Like, he obviously did something to drive her insane. I'm not blocking you in. I'm running my car into yours. Are you out of your fucking... Leaving a key? I I would... Like, she's also, like, smiling. I don't know if she actually has snapped or if she's just, like, they think this is funny and she's a bad actress. Not a good look for Calvin Klein, who's just fully wrapped on the sweatshirt. But this is the... I'm sorry. If you're going to go crazy, go crazy. And maybe that's not the angle I should take. But rarely have I encountered, when I get more information, a woman who went crazy that wasn't gaslit, cheated on, uh, regularly just made to feel a certain way that will drive you crazy. I love when someone's like, they just went crazy. Oh, out of nowhere, they snapped. That person would be in, they would be in a home or you don't care enough to like get them psychological help. They just fucking did a complete 180 and started beating the shit out of you for no reason they keyed your car for no just one day and you thought like what a crazy bitch you didn't think something's medically wrong with them i should help them out fuck you you're an asshole i thought she could have had a little more fun with the keying and i say like why just key the car go full carry underwood let's bash in the windshield slit the tires what are you doing also we saw the way her car was parked in front of his and then there was just a gap of lawn on the other side of it. Go around her, you fucking pussy. Like, what do you... She's so crazy. There's like a whole empty parking lot. Drive around. That's... I want to know what this man did to this woman who was like, I will key your car on camera. Because I bet it was not nice. I bet he cheated on her. I mean, it was, you just shouldn't do that. I think keying the car is, I don't know. You're right, Moki. I could have had better energy. 
I think the moral of the story is don't key the car. Put sugar in the gas tank. Ruin the car. Ruin his life. You want to really get to a guy? Steal his dog. Steal his grandma. Moki doesn't think that this is funny. And on that note, I will sign off and remind you to keep learning French on your Duolingo and, you know, maybe seek psychological counseling if you feel the need to inflict vandalism on someone's vehicle. I have nothing else to say to you. I'll be uh, just leaving Grand Rapids by the time you guys hear this. No. When does this come out? I'll be headed to Grand Rapids. I don't know when my own podcast comes out. I'll be in Grand Rapids this weekend, January 12th through the 14th. And you can also catch me at the Comedy Store doing my new show, Joke Revival. We've got awesome comedians on it. Steph Tolev, Fahim Anwar, Jamar Neighbors, Simon Gibson, Dana Moon. We got another special guest coming. And by special guest, do I mean someone I haven't booked? Maybe. Uh, but they'll be great. And it's going to be a fun one. Uh, and that's where we all take old joke notebooks and we... Go over our old jokes. We'll make fun of them. We'll try to redo them, whatever. And then I will be in New Smyrna Beach, February 4th and 5th, 3rd and 4th, whatever that Friday and Saturday are, at Madcaps Comedy Club and at Grand Comedy Club with my good friend Laura Bites, February 10th and 11th. And you can see all three of the slobs. That's my other podcast. Check it out if you haven't. It's called Slobs at the Houston Riot Comedy Festival, March 23rd to 26th. And hopefully I'll add some more shows between now and then. But also I'll be in Seattle for one night only, April 15th. And I'm going to have some friends joining me on the show soon. We're going to get into some weird stuff. Hit me up at FFSWithJMS at gmail.com. Tell me what you're liking, what you're loving. What do you want more of? What do you want less of? Send me stories. Send me dumb videos. Send me money for my Miss Universe journey. Please, I want to make an emotional background video for my Miss Universe. You know, I've always loved the universe. I'm not going to do it now. I should. That would have been a great segue, but I'm not. I ruined it. We're wrapping up. I'm being yelled at. I have to go. Bye.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.